stories of walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Welcome back to the PCOM Podcast. I'm Pastor Courtney, and I'm so excited today to be hanging out with Kelly Kroger, who is our youth elder, which doesn't mean she's 16 years old. It means she is our (laughs) elder for youth ministries and uh, just an all-around awesome person. We're going to get into that a little bit because I found out this week that not only is she an amazing elder for youth, but she used to be a radio DJ. So (laughs) I kind of feel like you should run this show, Kelly. No. (laughs) Tell me about your DJ days. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I was not Kelly Kroger. I was Carrie Dunn. Oh, say more about that. You had a a pseudonym. I did. It was 94.3 Kick FM. And at the end of my show, I would always say, this is Carrie, and I'm done. I know that sounds so silly, but... You know, I stopped saying it for a while because I go, this is really silly. And people would call me, how come you're not saying your thing? Yeah. I, I think they like people to have a little... Because the first thing they'd meet me, go, oh my gosh, I listened to you on the radio. This is Carrie, and I'm done. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me? That's but, awesome. It's good know, to be known for something. For something. I'm known for a little silly thing. But no, um, I was in country radio for, oh, almost 10 years. I did traffic before then, but um, really exciting. It was a local station, but because we're in Orange County, we reach you know, millions of people. Yeah. So it really was a, you know, the kind of a major market station in a smaller area. So we were able to do all kinds of things. It was independently owned and operated. Got to, I've been to like a hundred country concerts. I've interviewed Johnny Cash, Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, Randy Travis, and the list goes on. Martina McBride, Kenny Chesney. I mean, and it's, it was really fun. We got to do some really exciting things. I've had dinner at Reba McIntyre's house. So that's so fun. It was fun. How cool is that? Do you miss it? You know what? I do at times. I'll hear like a big event on the radio. I go, oh, that'd be so incredible to be a part of that. But it takes everything. Yeah. It, it took like 110%. I didn't have a whole lot left when I got home. Yeah. And once I had the twins, I, I knew that I needed a little bit more home. So Twins will I, change things. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. So. so can you give us a little bit about what's happening on the five right now, just for old time's sake? <laughs> Well, it looks like the 5 Freeway up by the Getty Museum. We've got a fire burning, which has got traffic backed up to a crawl. It is bumper to bumper. You may want to take alternate routes through the area. Okay, that just made my whole day. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Uh, So, Kelly, youth elder, former DJ traffic reporter extraordinaire, (laughs) when you are not uh, here working at church, I see you here all the time, or shuttling kids, although your kids drive now. Is that a game changer? It does, but it does. Yeah. They, in fact, they each have their own car, so. Total game changer. But there still seems to be things where they need mom, so I'll show up with the minivan. They really like the minivan. That actually makes my heart feel a little bit better, that they'll still need me even when they can be a little more mobile. Mom, can you pick us up? It's 2 a.m. Of course, sweetheart. (laughs) On my way. (laughs) There's no time limit on momming. It's just always, all the time. So what do you love to do when you're not here, when you're not picking someone up at two in the morning. What do you, you know, love to do? I have lots of things that I like to do. I, I love listening to music. I love, of course, going to concerts recently, a lot of Christian concerts. I like writing. I've written two books. I um, What kind I of have, books? 
teenage romance. That's so fun. They were published back in the 90s, but, you know, there you go. That's so cool. And um, I love creating. I like to paint. My mom, we do painted um, decorative painting and that sort of thing. And I love just having a bunch of kids at my house. We have, you know, 20, 30 kids um, every Tuesday for lunch from the high school. And they just come over and they eat at our house and hang out. And there's noise and music and food. And I just love loving on these kids. It's exciting. It's fun to be a part of their world. Mm. And that is so much of youth ministry, I think, is sometimes we have specific church events, but even more than that, it's just being present in the lives of youth and having your home be a welcoming place. Yeah. I We had these wonderful longtime members, Sarah, Joe, and Steve Craw, who moved to Atlanta, and we're still sad. We miss you, Craws. <laughs> um, but they told me that one of the things they, they knew was important was being a house where kids would hang out. And yes. so Sarah, Joe said, we were the snickerdoodles house. And the kids knew after any soccer game, any event, they could come over and we would feed them cookies. And she's like, and so they would come. She's like, we didn't have a pool, so they wouldn't stay forever, but they would come and they would eat their cookies, and then we knew what was going on in their lives. Yes, because they talk. And ours is the brownie house. I'm the brownie guy. They go, oh my gosh, these are the best brownies. I go, yes, they've been passed down this recipe from great Grandma Crocker, you know. Yeah. And it's Betty Crocker. I didn't actually make them. They're from a box, but I do make good she brownies. She makes good brownies. Yeah. She does. She but knows a thing or two. They, they do. They hang out, and then all of a sudden, they're asking your opinion about, Mrs. Kroger, what do you think about... And, you know, yeah, I just like, and that's what I think in our youth program, we have different adults, different college age people that come in and they just are with them. They don't necessarily aren't trying to instruct them or do this. They're just there. Yeah. And on, on Wednesday nights, um, you know, they kind of help the meeting flow and that sort of thing, but they're just, they're just there. And it, I think it really shows the youth that people care about them. Of course their parents do, but these are other people that care about our youth. Absolutely. And the more research we, we, that comes out about youth ministry is that to grow up in the faith and have that faith stick, most kids need five adults who care about them other than their parents. So you can yeah. be the best, most faithful parent in the world, but they need not just a youth pastor, but they need youth volunteers. And they need that person who sits three pews over, but is interested in their life and asks them about it. And so much of youth ministry is just that life on life, living things together and being present enough that when they do go through a difficult time, they can trust you with it, right? They'll bring it to you rather than going off to deal with it by themselves. Well, I think it helps them be seen. They think their parents, I, oh, well, they have to love me. They have to like me. They have to be interested. But if other people are interesting, it's a validation that of who they are and that they're, you know, wanted, needed, seen. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who thinks having 20 teenagers in their house is the most overwhelming thought of all? Is it hard? No, I, I, I just love it. There's ping pong going on. They've got smash bros on the big TV. I've got three basketball hoops out back. They're tossing things around. It's just part of life. It's exciting. It's fun. And, and, you know, we'll have, you know, all the after parties from all the different dances at our house. And my husband and I were just present. We're walking through the different rooms and they're saying hi or asking us for ping pong balls. And it's just, we're a part of their lives. So I think when adults, you know, it's not like they feel like an intrusion on the teens. I think the teens, I think they like having adults around. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think teenagers are so hungry for authenticity. And so it's yeah. not that they want to see your house is perfectly put together. It's, oh, goodness, no. Right. They just they just want to be welcomed and know yeah. that you're a person who's living your life. And, you know, mm-hmm. if they leave their half drunk sodas all over, you're gonna be like, hey, throw those away. Right. Like there's there's exactly. real life happening together. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful thing. I think it's one of the great strengths of our youth ministry. And you've been youth elder for, this is your second year? Yeah, I'm in my second year now. Okay, and January's coming, so Woo! almost heading into year number three. I know, it's exciting though. It's um, it's um, it's a great way to get plugged in to our youth and everything that's going on. Matt and Dakota are doing so much, and it's exciting to see these new kids coming to our program. It's not just the the members' children. It's all these other children who don't have a church home, who don't have a church. Their families aren't going to church, and they are the PECOM youth. And they just feed off of each other. I know there'll be different friends coming. Hey, can I meet at your house so we can go to youth group together? My daughter and son take several people with them to youth group from from the school. And I think it's growing because the kids are excited about it. You can't just say, we're going to grow a program. No, it has to come from within. They're like, hey, come with me. This is exciting. This is fun. And you're going to get a cool message. You're going you're gonna to grow. One of the things I love about our youth ministry is they try to make the bar as low as possible for new kids. So often we'll have an event, and if you're already a youth group kid, it's 10 bucks. But if you're new, it's free for you. Yes. And I love that, right? We don't want any obstacle getting in the way of a new kid coming through our doors who's interested in, maybe they're just interested in ping pong. Maybe they're just interested in foosball. But in the midst of that, they're going to hear about how much God loves them. Yeah. And what a cool perspective on ministry, because I don't think that's how every church runs things. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And I think um, on Wednesday nights, they're really, you know, bringing it as they're teaching the foundations of Jesus and of Christ and of all the, the you know, the fundamental teachings. So people who come in are getting, you know, the roots and, and they're, they're still pulling in. They've got really fun games and, you know, worship music. And so it's um, the people who are getting in are getting some, I don't know, some messages that are basic, not, not basic as in fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. Not basic as in, you know, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, (laughs) but I I know, I know where you're headed. I know where you're headed. So this is your first round as elder. Yeah. You've been an elder before. What's it been like heading on to the elder board? Because you've been, I mean, you're amazing. You're a firecracker and you bring this wonderful enthusiasm to everything you do. Um, Where does that enthusiasm come from for you? I don't know. I've just always been um, an, a happy person. I mean, I go through life like, yes, let's do it all. And um, I don't know where my self-confidence comes. <laughs> well, it must come from God, obviously, but um, I've never doubted it. So I just, you know, go full force and, you know, I, I feel passionately about something. So I'll stand up on my little soapbox or whatever. And I'm sure Session's like, oh, here she goes again. I love it. (laughs) So often you're like, I have a question and maybe it's a silly question. And three quarters of the people in the room are like, no, I had that same question. I just wasn't brave enough to ask it. And you are. And it's phenomenal. So we're so glad you're on session this year and helping lead our youth ministries. Um, But I want to hear a little bit more about your history at PECOM because you in many ways are almost a child of the church, right? Your your parents are members. I am. I'm not. I mean... 
we came in 2000, so I was already married and that sort of thing. Um, so only 19 years. You've only been here I've 19 years. I've only been here 19 years, but <laughs> I guess I wouldn't call myself a child of the church, but it's definitely the church has been my... I think if your parents still go here, I'm just going to call you a child of the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom said, we found this great church. And my mom, I'm going to find my own church. Yeah. So I, I like, you know, shopped around when we moved down here. And then of course we came to Pecom and I'm like, okay. I'm in. Fine, but I'm sitting in my own pew. Oh, no. She had a, the second row pew, and she would save us seats every week. And I may not always be on time, because I'm trying to fit one more thing in my schedule before I get somewhere, and I would have to, like, walk all the way up to the front of the church and slide into the second pew. It's been my whole life. Yeah. Second pew, my whole life. So finally, I don't say that, Mom, I love you. Um, she goes to the sanctuary service. And I go to awake, and I sit in the back row. <laughs> yes, I do. There were a couple of weeks ago, you and Christy, your sister, were yeah. sitting near the front. And oh it kind of threw me because you never sit up there. Like, I was like, what's what going on? What are they on? doing here? Well, we couldn't find a good seat. <laughs> it must have filled up. It must have it filled, must up, have filled up too fast. It's like a rock concert in reverse. Everyone fills up the back seats first. Yes. But uh, yes, I've been here a long time. Um, we came when Joey was, um, you know, just... Gosh, what was he like? Four or five? And Joey's your oldest. Joey's my oldest. Doing brilliant things. He's he, at Berkeley. Is he right? has graduated Berkeley and is now a drone test pilot for a company. And yes, gets paid to play. But uh, Joey is as smart as the sky is big. <laughs> He's a great kid. My twins were born, and they immediately six weeks old went into the nursery here and. Um, Done a lot of things. The church is very exciting. We did children's choir. I did, you know, Sunday school praise music. We did. I've done VBS for I think eighteen years or something. A long time, a very long you time. You lead the songs for VBS. I which do, which like is that. amazing. Which it's is so fun. fun. You know? That's the first impression kids have when they come to VBS. They sit down, and the very first thing of the very first day, the singers come out, and there is just this energy and you see these kids who are kind of shy light up like oh this is a fun place this is a fun place and the music is super exciting and I absolutely love it and I wish God had you know given me the gift of a gorgeous voice but he did not enthusiasm and <laughs> I can carry a tune but I got the enthusiasm I always say I have way more enthusiasm than talent but I surround myself with incredibly talented singers and they make it sound so good you guys sound great <laughs> yeah you guys sound phenomenal but um it's been a blessing to be able to serve where it's fun because yeah. if you're doing what you love, it doesn't seem like work. It doesn't even seem like serving. It seems like just having fun for Jesus. So. Yeah. And I think that's often a misconception we have in the church is if I'm serving God, I should be kind of miserable, right? It should be <laughs> yes. really hard. Yeah. And that's not true, no. right? You have a specific set of gifts and God's going to use those. There's so many folks in our church who, if I said, will you lead music for VBS, they would never come back, right? They're <laughs> terrified, but that's a gift that you have and that you've shared for 18 years and it's blessed our church and it's just, it's incredible. Well, everyone has their gifts. That's why they haven't asked me to teach Sunday school. <laughs> not yet. Just me. Oh, enthusiasm. <laughs> We'll give you a puppet and a soundtrack and you'll be great. Well, Kelly, tell me a little bit more about what's coming up in youth ministry. What are you most excited about when you think about the months ahead? Well, we have some exciting um, trips that come up. And I think some of the things about the activities and the trips that we have is it really bonds the kids and it, it gets them outside the church too. We have the junior high a mission project oh, in yeah. San Diego yeah. where they go down and they go out and they feed the homeless like one-on-one -on -one, here's a sandwich yeah. and that sort of thing and it really gives them a chance to see you know how some people are living and get outside of you know 
the where we live in Orange County. Yeah. And, and I love that trip. We also are going to be going to Big Bear for our winter retreat. And it's going to be closer. And we're going to have and all these kids go. And they, I don't know, there's something about being away on a retreat. I just got back from women's retreat at, at Forest Home. And it was awesome. Yeah. So these kids are going to this. They're going to get worship. They're going to get a message. They're going to have fun together in the snow. And they just come back. I don't know, a more cohesive group filled with Christ, that sort of thing. We um, Fun for Jesus. Yes, and thing. there's little things. There's little things we do. They just went and played broom ball. But, but mostly, you know, every Wednesday night, they know that every Wednesday night there's a place for them. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the kids are coming. The, the program is growing. And Tuesday nights, junior high... They've had to move out of the junior high room. It's gotten so big that they've had to move down to, we're now calling it the youth room, Love not it. the high school not room. Not the high school room. Because we're the 35 plus junior hires here. There's I mean, a lot of bodies in the junior high room. I'm it, glad they've moved. Yes, it is growing and there there's an excitement and the kids are the ones leading the excitement, which is, I mean, you expect leaders to be excited and they are, but the kids are the ones that are yeah. excited and um, bringing the people. Yeah. So... What would you say? There are a lot of listeners to this podcast who don't have kids, um, or maybe they have kids, but their kids are 40 years old right now. How can they support the youth ministry? What does the youth ministry need from the larger church? Well, of course, prayer. Um, uh, Always need prayer and encouragement. Our leaders work so hard, Matt and Dakota, countless hours, and um, I just want them to continue to be filled because then they can give. I don't want them to give until they're empty yeah. type As thing. As a ministry which is, leader, I think whether that's pastor or youth pastor or someone yeah. on session, one of the most encouraging things for me is when someone will come up to me on the patio on a Sunday and say, I've been praying for you. Yes. I'm like, thank you. You know, and that can take 30 seconds out of your week, but that's such an encouragement and, and we need it, all I, of us. I think so. And also just encouraging words for our leaders and and volunteers, you see someone and say, hey, I heard about the program, you know, thank you for what you're doing. That's amazing. Yeah. And and also, I mean, we always need those people who want to get in and get their hands in the ministry, um, drivers for different events. Yeah. We're still even looking for some, some adult leaders who just want to be present on Tuesday or Wednesday night. You know, you don't have to have, oh, you know, mad skills, you know, but just a love for kids, a love for just being in the room and having another adult that cares about them. Um, And some of our most beloved volunteers have been on the cusp of 70 or 80. Yes. You know, Bill Sprague moved away. Bill mm-hmm. and Donna Sprague, they we missed them. They loved him, yeah. But they loved him, you mm-hmm. know, and he was not 25 years old. No. And that was part of the gift of just wisdom and presence. So I think there's no age limit on no, there's the really volunteers. not. And eventually we will have our youth fundraiser, which I'm sure will hit you all up, um, because the program does take funds to run. Yeah. But um, mostly just prayer and presence and... Um, just to know that it's not the you know the youth program is a separate. It's part of our church. Yeah. It's a part of all of us. So um, just to embrace it, embrace the youth. And sometimes they're a little silly and they're messing around over by the coffee table or they're and they have a lot so- to teach us. In that <laughs> the joy of they, worship is not lost on them. Yeah, and it's not you know them. It's it's us. It's all us. Yeah. That's such a good word. I think that's a good word across the generations. The children's ministry is not them, it's us. And the senior ministry is not them, it's us. And how much stronger we are together. And I think we see that in special ways when we end up serving together or yeah. when we end up worshiping together. And those moments of a couple Sundays ago when uh, 
your children helped with part of the scripture reading. Oh. And it was so great. They got up there and they read and they were funny. And and the children, the younger children were in worship. And to see their eyes light up like, ooh, well, John and Jenny are very cool. And they're reading the Bible. And, and just the buy-in that the younger generations have when they see the older generations being faithful in those those big and small ways. I love to see the high school students um, reaching into the younger kids. There's high school um, students who are leading the junior high. I know John is now helping with Sunday school. He loves to just go in and help with those kids. I see high school students in the nursery. And so it's nice to see them reaching out to the other areas as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's such a gift that this church has, that there always kind of has been this legacy of as soon as you've learned something, you're going to pour it into someone else. And, and often that's younger, right? You pour it into someone younger, but sometimes that's older, right? Like the teens have lessons to teach our, our older generations as well. And I think that's such a cool, that's such a cool part of PCOM. You learn from the bigger cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, the junior high kids are going over to uh, Sunrise as well, and they're loving working with the elderly. So Yeah, our Sunrise senior living across the street. We did a trick-or-treating event with some of the little kids last week, and Daryl had his taco shirt on, and oh. Felicity, who just turned one, had her taquito shirt on. So oh. they were they were a Mexican party platter, and it was great. <laughs> I love uh, it. But the older people were so excited to see the kids in costume, and the kids were so excited because they were getting candy. Yes, it was a win-win. They were. It was a win-win. They're, yeah, very, very good event over there. Um, well, Kelly, tell me a little bit about what God has been teaching you lately. We talked about ministry, we talked about DJing, but in terms of your own spiritual life, where has God been meeting you lately? Well, as you see, I love to be active and go, go, go. And God lately is just impressing on my heart that, you know, sometimes you have to be still. If you're going to listen, if you're going to hear God, you have to stop. You have to stop and you have to be quiet which is very quiet. It's very difficult in my It's not one of your spiritual gifts. It's not one of my spiritual gifts, but I think um, it's so important if we're going to give that we need to be filled up Yeah. and we need to, to reach in and he's right there. He's right there waiting. And um, so just taking the time to just sit and meet him has been um, very rewarding for me. Yeah. And just... Just being still. Mm. You can see me twitching already, but you know what? I'm working on it. <laughs> 10 seconds at a time, <laughs> as much as you can. That's such a good word. And I, I love your comment about the women's retreat because I think there's a, there's a sense that when we're able to get away, whether it's a women's retreat or a high school trip or even just taking a couple hours and sitting at the beach alone, that God can reset us, right? And we remember that God is found in the silences and often we run so fast we can't hear him. And God's like, I'm here, I'm, I'm talking, Hello. I love you. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good word, especially as someone who is such an on-the-go doer. It's a, it's a good lesson. Well, Kelly, thanks for taking the time to chat this morning. Anything I didn't ask you that our listeners out there in Pecan <laughs> land should know? That was my best DJ impression. <laughs> that was very nice. No, I um, I think you covered it all, or at least enough. At least enough. At least enough. We'll, we'll, we'll do episode two later. <laughs> well, Kelly, thanks for taking the time, and thank you all for listening. This is Pastor Courtney. Join us next time on the Pecan Podcast as we share more stories of God at work. Have a story you'd like to share at the PCOM podcast? Contact Pastor Courtney Ellis at Courtney.ellis at mypcom.com. 
The Pecom Podcast is a production of Presbyterian Church of the Master. Our web guru is Kevin Reimers. Original music by Jeff Given. Join us Sundays for worship at 9 and 10.45 a.m., where we tell the stories of what God is doing in our midst. Mm-hmm.